Hi, I'm Bill Crystal. Donald Trump has to put up with Donald Trump Jr., and I have to put up with the substandard. So to become an Avenger, are there like trials or an interview? Just don't do anything I would do. And definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a little gray area in there, and that's where you operate. Oh. All right. That's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. All right, kid. Good luck out there. Hello, and welcome back to The Substandard, sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. Stop spending a fortune on gimmicky shave tech you don't need. Make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. Get your first month for only 5 bucks with free shipping by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Jonathan V. Last and Sonny Bunch. I'd like to remind you, The Substandard is available on iTunes and Google Play. Just look at our podcasts and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, leave a review. Uh, In addition, we'd also like to remind you, The Substandard show notes posted by Jonathan Last are available every Friday at 11 a.m. at weeklystandard.com. Maybe this Friday. We'll see. Maybe. Stay tuned. Have we been good enough this this week to to, to merit one? I haven't decided. I'll let you know at the end of the show. Okay. So, how are we, JVL? I am great. I had an awesome weekend. My wife and I split the children up uh, in a way we've never done it before, where she took uh, my older daughter and the baby, and I had uh, my oldest son and the younger daughter, and this is a configuration we've never actually done before. And I was reminded how unbelievably easy it is to manage only two children. And I, that's the sounds, entire that's my nightmare. The entire <laughs> weekend was just an overflowing cup full of joy Aww. because it was it's so easy yep. doing just two kids. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you. What people don't appreciate is that children are like resistance training, and so whatever number of children is your normal thing is like running with twenty pound weights strapped to that each you ankle. Think that that's bad. And then you go down one or two, right. and you it's like right. popping off the ankle weights and feeling like you could jump over the moon. This yeah. is like a you should do like a CrossFit for daddies. Like you know, like this is how this is how we train you how to have an extra kid. We give you five kids for a week, and then we take them all yeah. away. Right. And then you have two kids, and yeah. you're great. Yes, that's right, Sonny. I had uh, I I've been enjoying myself recently. Uh, you know, a lot of people when they get a house, they like to do uh, uh, they like to improve upon it, and they like to you know they hire someone to come in and fix things or do or it whatever. themselves. And and when <laughs> I when I was with when their I own was, hands when I was gifted the basement tools. when I was gifted the basement from my wife who said you can do whatever you want to it. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put bookshelves in down here. And instead of like hiring someone to come you know build <gasps> bookshelves, what I've done is. I've uh, basically created a favela of bookshelves. <laughs> Just like, basically, so I, I, I put in the, I, the old Lexvic uh, bookshelf from, from Ikea, with, along with my Lexvic CD slash DVD mm-hmm. containers. Mm-hmm. That's like two-thirds of the wall. Mm-hmm. And then I took some plywood. Wait, I'm sorry, is this a I, finished basement or an unfinished basement? It's a finished basement. basement. It's a finished okay. basement. It's nice. It's got carpet. Okay. And, you know, but the walls are framed Oh, yeah, yeah. Already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I, I jammed some plywood Next to the open space where there was uh, where there, where there was no bookshelf, and then thankfully our, one of our neighbors moved, and they said, "Hey, we've got some shelves that go up in like the," and I was like, "I would like those shelves. I would like to have those shelves." And so now I've got 
essentially three competing aesthetic visions of shelves kind of all on top of each other, piled full of books. It's the greatest thing you've ever seen. That, that's Picture, very, please. Uh, I, maybe I will. I, I don't want people to see what my... That's, my, that's very my, City of you know, God pic, bookshelf it, of but pictures. It, it is very... All right, we'll see. All right, we'll see. We'll, we'll, I'll see if we can we can accomplish that. Also, if, you're, if people, loyal listeners of the show, remember we were just celebrating Amazon Prime Day and I got a Kindle White. Ooh. I got the or the paper white. paper white Kindle. Paper yes, white thank, Kindle, the, yes, the paper white Kindle. Yes, uh, thank you, Mr. Uh, Bezos. Please don't. Yeah, I know. it was just a slip it was, of the tongue. It was, but the but it it uh, it is has greatly improved my life. I used to have a crappy regular Kindle, like some sort of poor, and now I have the super Kindle. I didn't go Kindle Voyager. That'll probably be my next. Step Kindle Voyager actually kind of a, a rip off. It You're seems, off un, seems the unnecessary. White. The paper white is the paper a better white. so anyway better machine. Anyway, uh. uh all praise to Bezos. I had a great Prime Day. Peace be upon I hope, Bezos. I hope everyone uh, uh, had a similarly fun fun time. I, I don't read e-books. Actually, I don't read books. So <laughs> anyway, uh, my- uh, that, that was really like two <laughs> words too long. It should just be, I don't read. <laughs> Me don't read. No, uh, no how read. was your no weekend, Victorino? Oh, well, thank you, JVL. Uh, we, uh, the 4th of July, my wife and I left the kids behind with my parents in Jersey, and then it was just me and my wife until Sunday. So it was lovely. Lots of civilization. So what? Lots, <laughs> lots of civilization. <laughs> what people don't understand, though, is that your wife does it with you. She does. She does. And she's she's not as good as I am. But, uh, no, we, uh, in fact, on can you s- yes. Can you explain to people yes. the style, Differing the different styles? styles she prov- you she's learning from me, you know. Is I, she? She is. I said, you have to eliminate the other people on the continent because it's only a matter of time before your friends and allies turn against you because there's only room for one. It's going to be constant War. And so she finally took advice, but she doesn't like it. She doesn't like to fight, you know, and she just likes to do her own thing. Building in her a, granaries. In a perfect world, she'd be in her own little continent alone, leave me alone, and, you know, until the battleship shows up, you know, and they're still, and she's on a <laughs> But I'm working on my hanging garden. Yes, yes, the hanging garden of Babylon. Uh, and uh, on Saturday, I said, you know what? Um, I ha- I needed to get pay- I don't work at the city anymore, uh, so I just can't walk down the street to uh, get a pair of pants. So I said, Let- we're going to go to the mall, I said on Saturday, because I used to go to the Gap where the Brooks Brothers down by the office. But now I'm here, I go to the office, go home, go to the office, go home. And so uh, I said, we're going to go to uh, the Fashion City at Pentagon. Uh, the City. Pentagon City Mall. It's yeah, called, it's Fashion the Pentagon Center. City Mall. S C E T R E. It's not. It's Centra. not. You were just. Yes. You don't buy that into one. their hype. <laughs> so you went Saturday night. Oh no 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 no! Ooh, oh, I know where you're going with mistake. that. I know where you're going, and that's not. Big mistake. That, that's There's not a metro pro- stop there. That's not appropriate for this kind of a podcast. I don't There's know. There's a metro stop yes. there, Vic. Yes. No, we went for lunch time on Saturday. Um, and I said, wow, I haven't been here for a while, but let's split up and I'll meet up with you later. And I'll, I'm just going to go to Britches of Georgetown and Structure. <laughs> <laughs> Britches, Britches of Georgetown. Georgetown. I love Britches of Georgetown. <laughs> I said, what What are these places? I have no idea. These new stores? So I go to, there was actually- Holister? Like, what is Holister? Holister, right. No, I didn't. So, uh, we went, so there was like a sale at Banana Republic, and then there was a sale at like The Gap for 40% off, you know. Pants off. In fact, wearing khakis. But here's my big complaint: everything now is this whole slim fit business. What is this? This is ridiculous. Holy, there's no holy there, god. Yes, there's no gusset. When was crotch. The, when was the last time you went to buy clothes for yourself? Ninety seven or ninety eight. You know, <laughs> which was what two years ago. I mean, we're, we're actually out of the slim fit no, you know, fad. I could it's like barely, we, we've like gone through three are saying, cycles. Are you saying of, that's why it was on sale, Sunday? But I could barely get my foot through the hole, and then that I barely breathe. Was that with the gout? Yeah, or normal no, foot? no, regular, and it's tight 
everywhere. Let me just say that it's tight everywhere. I could barely. I'm about to lose consciousness. You know, there's uh, there's one pair of pants you could wear that's perfect. Oh, I do with a gusseted crotch. Uh, yes, yes. Well, if our boss let, uh, lets us wear jeans in the office, maybe we'll do that. No. <laughs> uh, so here's uh, my my only question about your trip to the Pentagon yes, City Mall. Did yes. you go to the best pizza place in the world, oh. CPK? California Pizza Kitchen. How dare you? No. What's them better than Sparrow? Uh, that's I would say, insane. well, look, I mean, if, if there's a Sparrow right there, if there's a Sparrow right there in a CPK, yeah, I'm obviously going to the you Sparrow. Do? Which one but, do you walk into? But, 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 that's not the case at the Pentagon City Mall. They only have the California Pizza Kitchen. So you got to go get the barbecue chicken pizza. CPK. There's a Panda Express there. There well, is. They, I they've went, got the, they've I got the place with the, the the chicken, the bourbon chicken. Oh, What's that place? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The Cajun I, Grill. Cajun Grill. No, I went to Popeyes, and Kate Kate didn't know what to do, so she Gross. said, "Oh, I'll just I'll just get Popeyes with you. Go fine. We'll get the four piece because I know how she is. She's not going to have much of the chicken." And sure enough, as soon as I saw her with the fork and knife, the plastic fork, I said, "This chicken's mine. I got this. I got this covered with the delicious coleslaw." And the potatoes. Okay. Um, Wait, anyway. I have a question. Yes. Who did you guys? Who did you guys play as? Oh, you mean in Civilization? Yeah. And which which uh, edition were you playing? The new oh one? no, five. five. I don't want to play six. They say six is bad. Uh, I played China, and uh, you know what? I said I'm just going to try to do my own thing. I've won before, obviously. So let me just try to do. It. But you know what? I always get drawn into military conflict. Well, I don't understand. Do you... Kate played as the English. I forget who she was, but she had to deal with the Japanese. Do it was very hard. separate rooms, right? Do you like, guys? You... Yeah. Wait. No. <laughs> she did a civilization in one room. You did in the other, or no, you we'll together? Take... No. No. Do you, no. Do you no, take no. turns were, on the computer? Yes. No. No. We don't. We, we were playing each other. <laughs> What makes you think we were wearing anything, JVL? Um, <laughs> all right. yeah, there would be some civilization fetish gear. Ugh. Yes, yes. Like I was wearing a crown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nebuchadnezzar. I say, call, call me Nebuchadnezzar, I tell her. Um, and, okay, the other thing we did uh, is on Sunday night, I watched, I don't know if you guys did, on the History Channel, the, uh, now just called History, by the way, the much-hyped special on Amelia Earhart. Because as you know, for the last week or two, they've been doing this media blitz. Synergy. Yes. This has Going been the most, NBC? This has been the most synergistic exercise that I th- I can remember seeing since like the Olympics. Well, that makes total sense because yeah. they were on the Today Show yeah. with this photo that MSNBC. claims that uh, this guy who was a former FBI guy says that he found this photo accidentally filed with other declassified ONI files showing that Amelia Earhart and her navigator, Fred Noonan, were captured and were on the Millia Toll, part of the Marshall Islands. And this feeds into the long-running theory that uh, they were they became prisoners of war and died on Saipan in 1937. Uh, now, Sonny, you were the first person to come to me that says, hold on now. Fake. Fake <laughs> news. This is and hashtag yes. fake news. And uh, what, did you, what, what did you come across? What happened there? Well, I mean, look, the, the first off, somebody else claimed that they had seen that photo before and the they, Daily dated Mail. It, they dated it to a different date. They dated it to 1940. And then I was uh, on Twitter just today. There was, uh, or on Twitter just Tuesday, uh, there was a, there was a. You mean a, on Prime Day? On Prime Day, on the great, great and beneficent Prime Day. Uh, there was a, there was a, a, somebody was like, what, this is a photo from a 1935 right. uh, tour guide of Japan. It was like a Japanese tour mm-hmm. book. Um, well, and I have the answer, which is that they were obviously, uh, they disappeared in 1935 then. 
They disappeared That's in 1937. What, what if, well, no, but I mean, look, this is a real question, right? They disappeared in 1937. July 1937. What if they disappeared because they went through a time warp? Well, this would be something that my son would in believe in. In yes. search of would probably cover oh, this. Oh, that's a very good point, Sonny. Uh, it reminded, why did I get drawn to this show? Because I, I was a sucker for those in search of shows back in the late 70s and early 80s. Did you ever see them, Sonny, in your sort of growing up and syndication? I definitely, they definitely were on A&E or one of those channels. And I would, I, but it was like the same three episodes over and over and over again. It was the Amityville Horror yes, one. I, I must have seen that like four in, times. That's in my top four. Uh, <laughs> it was, there was the Amityville Horror one mm-hmm. and there was the Bigfoot one, obviously. Absolutely. And I, I don't know. Those are the only two I can remember seeing. JVL, did you watch In Search of as a kid? Yes. Do you remember what channel might? Ha- I, I, I know exactly. Know. 17. Because In Search of would come on directly after Star Trek. Okay. Because they smartly the programming. Oh, these yeah, things were all the syndicated. Kid, the kids are the same so they know if you're showing if you're a Leonard Nimoy guy mm-hmm. for Star mm-hmm. Trek, mm-hmm. you will stay for Leonard Nimoy, Nimoy as, the as the narrator. What I did not know until I started looking at this is that he was the backup narrator. Really? Mm-hmm. How did that work out? The original was Rod Serling. Oh, wow. Well, that Rod Serling died. passed away, yeah. Leonard Nimoy took over the chair, and it began after a basically a serial five one-off That's episodes. Right. That's right. And they then became the real... I mean, I love the crap out of that show, although some, some of them would scare me. Oh, I'm with you, absolutely. Some of them I would just love and think were cool, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. some of them would mm-hmm. give me bad dreams. And yet I couldn't stop watching. It's the kind of thing where it's like, this is so disturbing, and I'm so terrified as a nine-year-old, yet I'm going to continue watching. It, went, it ran from like 77 to 82, and it was a combination of the Leonard Nimoy voice of authority. Because if he's saying it, it's probably true. And then the music, which was always creepy music. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, they always had this... Um, preface ever, before every episode they would they would always say that you know this series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture which again as a kid means it's all true that means theory that, yeah. and conjecture oh. are very large words <laughs> yes. like, it's informed because it's informed yes this is not just people making things no, up these no, are people with no. theories yes they're who are making smart. drawing conjecture from facts yes. yeah yes um and uh i have uh i i made for myself a ranking of insertions. Well, before we get to the rankings, Please, we JVL. need to do the categories of insertions oh, because yeah, the, sure, the show sure. devolved into, I would say, five major categories. Right? Yeah. There's the alien sci-fi one, yes. natural mysteries such as the Bermuda mm-hmm. Triangle, mm-hmm. tornadoes. There was one about there was one about a Great Lakes Triangle too. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I remember watching that one, thinking. That's kind of a jip. I was kind of skeptical because, you know, Lake Michigan, I didn't realize how big Wait, Lake Michigan was. I'm sorry, was a Great Lakes Triangle? Yes, where things like, disappear wh- in the middle of the Great has, Lakes. Has anything ever disappeared in the middle of the Great Lakes? We've never known him. Well, okay. Uh, horror, which are hauntings, voodoo spells, Amityville horror, murders, lost people. This is a whole Jimmy oh, Hoffa, yeah, Anastasia, yeah, 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 yeah. Amelia Earhart, Butch no, Cassidy, Jack this? the Ripper. The Mary Celeste. The ship. That's the ghost oh, yes, ship. Yes. The ghost ship that arrived and there was nobody on the ship. Joseph Mengele. Oh. Remember there was an episode about that. Doctor. Doctor and Mangala. then the sort of tech versus real things. Tech and real monsters, I would say. Mon- meaning like fire ants or killer bees. Yeah. Cryogenic. Yeah. So like stuff that was actually present in the so, real world. So this is basically. So Almost basic- every episode falls into one of these five categories. That's right. So in other words, it's basically the X-Files, but real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, the ex- I, 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 I've never actually seen this, but I would be shocked if Chris Carter did not 
list in search of as a major influence for yeah. that show. Because, I mean, the, those are the, f- like, categories of X-Files shows, yes. basically. I mean, Absolutely. 100%. Anything involving the word occult, and I'm there. <laughs> occult. So which were your? what was your favorite okay. category of show? Which of those right, five yeah. was your... The go-to that when you realize that that's the episode that was ultimately, on, you were into it. Ultimately, uh, paranormal ghosts. Really, ghosts. The horror stuff. Yeah, and it terrified me. Yet I couldn't stop watching it. Oh man. Um, the, the I was going to say uh, Bigfoot was uh, the the Bigfoot episodes were great, and I think there was more than one. There was one where it talked like about a, Bigfoot people. Bigfoot. There was a Yeti. Bigfoot. Yeah, there was a Yeti. Abominable there snowman. was a Sasquatch. I think. Yeah. There, there so was one. All... There is the famous story of the 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 the, uh, the loggers, and they were in their cabin, and they were being pelted by rocks. Yes. And the noises that were being made. Rocks so, the size of boulders. Yeah. Well, there you go. And who could lift that? And there was like a Louisiana swamp man. There was a swamp man swamp thing? from. It was a swamp not thing. Not swamp thing, but like you know, there's a swamp man, and he's yeah, not yeah, not yeah. like a monster, mm-hmm. but he's half man, sort of Bigfoot like, in Louisiana. It's swamp. the kind of thing where I'd be like, oh, I didn't know about that. Now I'm going to have to watch it. Um, UFOs, I yeah, think, was fantastic, best. and they, those were also there's best. there's there was the episode about sightings, which is just strictly photographs of you know like um, hubcaps in the air. Yes, okay, uh, and then the, the Nazca lines in Peru, like yes. why would the ancient people have done that? And you could see it only from the plane or spaceship. Um, there's also the one about like people who have been here before. You know, so they were here in the they making either making pyramids or the Mayan temples and things like chariots that. Of, this is the chariots, chariots of the, of the gods. gods, chariots, chariots of, the of the gods. Yes, and then the most disturbing of those, however, was the aliens among us, which is abduction. Yes. Okay. Anytime you know, you might not even know you were abducted. That was the thing until you might have a dream, and you know what? That was no dream. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, the, the penultimate uh, for me was Amityville Horror, which Sonny mentioned, uh, because. It's just you know, it's but it's not, it's not the actual event that happened, which was a tragic event. It's about the family that came after. That's the story of really the Amityville Horror of the hauntings based on that. Um, what I didn't know, I saw a actual pretty good uh, documentary on Amityville Horror, is and I don't claim to have the answers. Uh, but what I didn't realize, do you have theories and I conjectures? Have, I have some theory, <laughs> some conjecture, Sonny. Um, uh, what I didn't realize. And this may not have anything to do with what happened there. It was terrible on Long Island. But uh, the father uh, who was killed, well, almost the whole family was killed, um, the father was mobbed up. Uh, he worked for his father-in-law. I keep on thinking the last name is DeMeo, but it might not be DeMeo. But uh, he worked for his father-in-law rather resentfully. Was it Pomodoro? It was Pomodoro. <laughs> we'll get to that in the outtake, Sonny. Sonny, look at you. Yes. It was the Capicolo family. The uh, this makes me very uncomfortable. Yes, I don't know what we're talking <laughs> Can we about. Go someplace it else? was very, very good Italian. Yes, they were an Italian family, and uh, and the guy worked for a padrino, if you will. He worked for a padrino <laughs> resentfully, and so there was there was a lot of stories about skimming the skim. And I think that adds an element that should be taken to it, if you know what I'm saying. But I and the, and the devil possess, the devil made me do it. Demonic possession uh, defense uh, came later. That was not an immediate defense. That's like after talking to lawyers about what happened. And uh, oh, by the way, this happened. You know, I mean, in a way, of course, you could say that. But you know, temporary insanity yeah. or whatever you want right. to claim. Right. Okay, so that was that one. And then lastly, ghosts. And there's the castle hauntings, ghosts in photography. Uh, and uh, the worst one of all was the contacting of ghosts. So Ouija board oh, stuff. Oh, I didn't like that stuff at all. Mm, no, right? thank you. No, thank you. It was. It, it culminated. I remember for me, and it, I finally had enough. And I was probably in third grade, and they had a woman who was like a psychic, 
And so she starts scribbling down. And, you know, her eyes, well, you only see the whites of her eyes. <laughs> Very good, Sonny. If you could only see Sonny Bunch's face. That was kind of scary. We're, we're going to start doing Facebook Live <laughs> of these podcasts. No, we are. No kidding. Three weeks no. from now. Here on the back of my mandate. neck was Not standing. happening. It's going to be great. <laughs> and, uh, I have yes. to renegotiate my so, contract. So this woman starts... You know, scribbling down, and she's really like, I know the name of the woman in this room, and she starts writing down like the first three or four letters of this lady ghost, and I just flipped it to Tom and Jerry. <laughs> too much? You yeah, tapped out? Quick, I got to get to WPIX. You tapped it was out? Too, it was too, I, I tapped out. It was too much. I would kill for a Grantland-style oral oh, history of that of show. In Search Of, because- as a kid, everything, is, as we said, seems so scientific. So, it yeah. seems like the amount of research mm-hmm. that must have gone mm-hmm. into these documentaries, because mm-hmm. it yeah. was a documentary mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. with, with yes. theories and, yes. conjecture and conjecture. It's like <laughs> theory and conjecture. It's like when I was a kid, I was so susceptible to advertising that I, I told my parents once that I wanted Thomas's English muffins instead of the knockoff ShopRite English muffins. And my parents said, why? And they said, because they have nooks and crannies in them. And the nooks, <laughs> nooks and crannies, and crannies taste crannies. amazing. That's where, the, that's where all the butter goes. The nooks and crannies taste amazing. Have, right? if you and the other have, ones don't wait, have it. No, the no, other no. ones don't have no, it. No, wait. This is, this is, I don't know what other garbage knockoff muffins are like, but the nooks and crannies are where all the butter goes, and the butter is where the flavor is. So <laughs> it's, like, it's like our cigarettes are toasted. Right. <laughs> our cigarettes toasted. are toasted. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, I would like to just get a window into the producers' minds mm-hmm. and to understand what, what was it like in the late 70s putting that thing together. Yeah. It must have been amazing. That, that, I, but Leonard Nimoy died already, right? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah he's bad. dead. I mean, yeah, no, not him, though. Like, no, I no, whoever yeah. was the producer Alan Lansberg. Alan Lansberg. Yes. Is, is he still with us? I'm sure he's not. I'm sure when he's was not. the show on? Like, what year? 77 to 82. 82. Yeah. It was on for five seasons? Yeah. Six. How many episodes Six. were there? A lot. a lot. It was full twenty-four episode seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So you would think that there's like nothing else to talk about, uh, Sonny. But in fact, there was one about how the Phoenicians landed in Vermont. Sure, I've, I'm familiar that's with a good, this. That's a good thirty towards, minutes towards the end. Right, it was bad enough. That's they true. were doing life before birth. That was the last, the, the ultimate oh, episode. Ooh, yeah, which that's... is like what it's like to be an unborn baby, aware of the world around you. The ultimate disaster. What? How will life on the planet <laughs> perish? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, is, wait, is the ultimate is the ultimate disaster birth? It's like no, no, no. These the, are the, these are the, oh. so the the the, the subject of the last the subject of the last final five episodes: Eva Braun, oh. the walls of Jericho, mm. Bishop Pike. Who is Bishop? Exactly. The ultimate disaster, meaning like Armageddon, mm-hmm. and then what it's like to be a baby in the womb. So clearly, by the end, they had reached. The, 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 there was nothing left to. They had solved all the mysteries. Well, they're, reaching, theories. Out, they're reaching out to the, the pro-life right. crowd. You know, oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good way to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to think about it. But the thing I was going to say, to uh, go back to Amelia Earhart, the Amelia Earhart episode on In Search Of basically touched on the very same things that we just saw on Sunday night, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was that they ended up in Saipan. And it's like, it's a kind of an old theory. Photo or no photo, Sonny. The weirdest thing about it is the eyewitness accounts and said people who said they saw them. And that, uh, that's, I think, more of interest. Talk about this a little bit. You were telling the me this strange in the communicate. office. I was. You were telling I me was. about this in the office. And frankly, I dismissed it because, you know, uh, we're going to take the word of these, you know, Indigenous right, people. These natives. These natives. Over over science. Over over science like time warps. Over <laughs> over. Yes, exactly. And so you know, I think that it's it. Uh, we have to carefully consider their uh, testimony because uh, they they said they saw Fred Noonan get beheaded, and that wouldn't surprise me because of you know. 
the Japanese at the time, and Marshall Islands were part of their yeah. territory. And so, uh, the, the the other theory, of course, is that uh, it was intentional. They didn't get lost because of headwinds. Uh, they actually were taking photos for recon. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know that FDR would have left that up to you know a lady pilot. Wow. All I know is I don't that know about that. If FDR had a choice of keeping it a secret or admitting, hey, you know what, uh, America's hero, heroine, uh, who was going around the world, I sent her. Uh, to her death. To her death. <laughs> I think that keeping it a secret was a smarter choice. You know what else is a smart choice? Uh, Dollar Shave Club. Uh, you'll get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech you didn't need. When I use my Dollar Shave Club executive razor with their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter, the blade glides ever so gently and gives me such a smooth shave. Plus, their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter is transparent for a more precise shave, helps prevent ingrown hairs, and fights razor bumps. Now, listeners to the Substandard Podcast can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver's shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. In your first month, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel anytime you like, but why would you? You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. Now, uh, over the weekend, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming came out, and it did a very impressive $117 million at least. Uh, We all saw it. We all saw it. One of the rare trifectas. And you wrote a review for it, right, Sonny? I did review it. Uh, Do you want to... uh, Should I review it for the substandard? Sure. Uh, So Spider-Man Homecoming uh, is the third... Spider-Man series in 15 years. Uh, we are rebooting yet again. Uh, of course, we already kind of had a, uh, the reboot in uh, Captain America Civil War where Tony Stark slash Iron Man picks up Tom Holland, uh, who plays Peter Parker in Spider-Man, um, and takes him to Berlin to fight Captain America and the rest of the uh, awful traitors to America. Um, and we kind of pick up on that uh, that tangent here in the beginning of this film, you have some like home videos shot by Peter Parker. He's like, I'm going to Berlin. I got this great new suit from Spider from Tony Stark, and I'm going to be Super Spider Man or whatever. Um, and then we're back to Queens, where he lives with his uh, with hot Aunt May, played by Marissa Tomei, um, and uh, Aunt Milf, Aunt Milf, <laughs> Aunt Milf, Marissa Tomei, um, who really is just very attractive uh and anyway so we're uh the rest of the movie kind of involves peter parker like trying to juggle his peter parker life uh with the uh with with being spider-man and he really wants to come to the big times you know he wants to join the avengers he's bugging happy hogan who's played by john favreau who gets like fourth billing in this movie or third billing i think yeah uh and has a fair amount of screen time um i i mean uh, well, anyway, so he's bugging Happy Hogan all the time, wants to be in the Avengers, and he decides that to show his worth, he's going to take down the Vulture, who's played by Michael Keaton, who's basically the first uh, MCU villain of the Trump era. He's like a small businessman who's been crushed by uh, the evil uh, uh, crony capitalists, including Tony Stark. 
Um, what you what you what you find watching this movie is that it really is in many ways again like Captain America: Civil War, a Tony Stark Iron Man movie. The main villain is somebody who is angry at at Tony Stark. Uh, the the uh, the whole like kind of. Uh, tension in the movie is whether or not Tony Stark is going to let Spider-Man be part of his club. Um, so, like, all of the superhero stuff is basically Tony Stark Iron Man related. And you, and if you've paid any attention to the marketing of this movie, you will have realized this. Tony Stark slash Iron Man is, like, front and center on all of the posters. He's in all of the ads. Uh, I mean, it was I was joking about, like, you know the poster the original poster comes out and it's this terrible photoshop with like heads in random places you know but like one of the biggest ones is john favreau and it's like look kids this is definitely an iron man movie this is iron man featuring spider boy look we've even got iron man chauffeur right here on the poster he's there this is an iron man they movie even got pepper Potts, they who hasn't got, been in yeah, one of these movies since iron man time. 3 yeah uh like five years i guess yeah. um so anyway uh the uh, this is very much an Iron Man movie in the superhero stuff. The Peter Parker stuff is all really good. It's like very funny and very like coming of age, teen comedy, high school stuff. Um, I I really liked it. Um, I will say that. Well, I we can talk a little more about like compared to previous iterations of of the movie. But I I will say that look, I liked it. It is an MCU movie. It is kind of bland and generic. It is you know it's fun and it's funny and it's not much else. Because uh, I rarely, uh, we all rarely get to see all the movie at the same time, and it's not often that I get to see a movie uh, that you guys have been watching, um, I also did a review. Um, I did the Gene Shalit review. Oh, boy. Uh, is that okay? If it doesn't work, you can edit this oh out, JVL. If this boy. doesn't work, you can edit this out. I, I'm going to sit back I don't and know. wait for it. Let's watch it. Over. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm just going to mute me. <laughs> and hold you on. Wait. I, sh- I don't know which one. Me? I don't know who it is. Instead? I don't know who it is. Uh, I won't okay, mute anyone. So here's my Gene Shalit review. Ready? <clears throat> Spider-Man Homecoming spins a web of intrigue that will have audiences marveling at the special effects. It's got... It's got spine-tingling action. Michael Keaton goes out on a wing as the vulture. Marissa Tomei is Aunt May, or should I say, may I? (laughs) I wasn't so sure of Tom Holland, but it didn't take him long to get into the swing of things. My spidey sense tells me he's going to be a big star. Only very, very rarely does the plot ever slow. To a crawl. I give Spider-Man Homecoming five stars. It'll have you dancing on the ceiling. Back to you, JVL. I think that's the best thing that should show. We should just stop Guys, the podcast. That's a wrap. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I JVL, mean, it's all you. I, I'm, that, done. I'm done. All right. I'm just taking off my headphones that's, now. I'm taking off my headphones now. That's it. Victorino, you're the big winner. Who's yeah. the big winner? You are. Yeah. You're going to get a substandard you. t-shirt oh, for that. Oh, wow. <laughs> extra, extra large for the neck. Wow, that was uh, that was fantastic. That was and, a tour de force. It was, and I love Gene Child. That's why. I mean, yeah. honestly, as you know, I, that's you guys. He's going to die between I'm, now and when we post this. One hundred percent. You have you've cursed him. <laughs> you have now final destinations, Gene. <laughs> I, mean, I am Gene Child. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually going to check to see if he's already dead. <laughs> he survived a car crash. That's he died he, thirty he, seconds he, ago. <laughs> thirty seconds ago. Yeah. He didn't survive the Gene car crash. Shallot. No, he he was. Ne- a- <laughs> I don't want to scare you. Uh-huh. Age ninety one, still alive. <laughs> so there is still alive. Still alive as of this taping. <laughs> as of. <laughs>
<laughs> the moment we tape Ugh. this, Mr. Shallot, you are on the clock. I'm ready. I'm ready for the mantle. I'm ready for his mantle to carry on his legacy as a wonderful uh, punny critic. Wow. Achieval, uh, you saw it too. Did you see it alone, or did you see with? I took my son. His first time ever as a sort of random. Hey, it's a Sunday night. It's late. It's way past your bedtime. There's this kind of grown-up movie. Let's go, and we come out of it, and uh, and he said, "Dad, did you like it?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I liked it." And he said, so "On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> yes, my son. Uh, I said, "On a scale of one to ten, I really liked it. It was like six and a half, maybe a seven. And uh, and he goes. I said, so how about you, buddy? What what would you say on a scale of one to ten? He looks at me totally honestly. He goes, 500. <laughs> I said, so basically that was your Citizen Kane? And he goes, I don't know what that is, but it's the greatest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I said, okay. Better than Avengers. Better than Star Wars. Better than Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, there are there's some dick jokes. Has he, has he seen in the dark? I'm totally yeah. into it. Oh, really? has he seen? My nine year old son loved the dick jokes so much I can't even tell you. <laughs> Penis Parker. <laughs> oh my god. Penis Parker. He was he literally stood up and like was like doubled over guffawing at it. It was fantastic. At Penis Parker. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's a porn reference too. I don't know if you got. Thank God that went yeah. over his head. I know. I was a little. That was the yeah. only thing in it mm-hmm. that made me nervous because mm-hmm. it's Wait, what one the, what word. Was the porn joke? Ned, when Ned is in the library during homecoming at the computers trying to help. Oh, right, 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 right. So you gave it a six and a half, you said? Yeah, maybe a seven. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, maybe a seven. What did you like? What did you didn't like? Uh, I thought it was really good overall. I mean, as you say, basically inconsequential. Everything in it is supremely competently made, though. So, I mean, and the big thing they do is that there's no origin story. It's a first movie and a reboot without, they just elide the idea of needing to give us an origin because we don't need it. Everybody in the world knows how he got his powers. Um, And everyone in the world who's going to see this movie knows it. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like, this is, we've had two in 15 years. Please, could DC Comics... T- watch this movie and understand you don't need to give us your next I know you're planning another origin story for Superman the next time you try to reboot this stupid franchise why would they you need, don't need to do it why would they need another time. origin story when they have the perfect Zack Snyder yeah why would they Superman um, Man of so, Steel movies so I appreciate the fact that they did not give us the origin story I very much appreciated really appreciated uh, some of the changes made to the character so this is a very non-canon Spider-Man. They have changed a lot of things. So Aunt May is a MILF. There is no Uncle Ben. His love interest is a brand new character who is fantastic, and you can see why he would be over the moon for her. Uh, MJ is not Mary Jane. He does not have Spider-Sense. There is no Spider-Sense as part of his power set. Um, But the biggest thing they did is change something that was foundational to the character, which is that Peter Parker is not a sad sack now. Um, they have put him not in a normal high school, but what is essentially Bronx science, you know, like this giant super duper magnate school, mm-hmm. which is filled with nerds. And Peter is yes. a nerd among nerds, including nerd jocks or cocky nerds like well, Flash. We'll, we'll get to, we'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah, the yeah. Flash yeah. in a minute. But in, in a world filled with nerds, he is kind of, you know, like on the low end of the social mm-hmm. popularity spectrum. But he's not the put upon sad sack of the other movies. And you know what? I love that change. Yeah. And it's, it's they did they didn't change 
they change something foundational about the character, but in a, in a tweak, not a revolutionary way, and it makes everything better. It makes him more winning. It makes his character arc more compelling. Uh, everything about it is better. Yeah. And they did a beautiful job, I thought, realizing that high school life in very broad brushes. I mean, but you see, like, the chess club, there are lots of high school jokes in there yeah. with the, the chess kids, like, you know, the, the, and the, the Lego Death Star and... Uh, and maybe the best is the reimagining of Flash as a southeast of, again a perfectly recognizable. Have you ever Tony, been in Tony Rivoli, who was right? the, who's Guatemalan, yeah. but he's playing Southeast Asia. Right, he's right. playing like a Pakistani kid or something yeah, yeah. like that in a way that we all know. And like, I know that AP guy. Kid, yeah, yeah. We I know, that, know guy. that guy because he's the guy who was the wealthy Pakistani kid or Indian kid or Southeast Asian really kid. really cocky. Who's super cocky and kind of a hipster mm-hmm. and is really smart but not mm-hmm. that smart mm-hmm. and is kind of a jackass. Mm-hmm. We all know, and he's great. <laughs> like every, all of these kids in this movie mm-hmm. are archetypes that yeah, we are. know from our AP classes Absolutely. in high school, yeah. and they're fabulous. And I I enjoyed being around them. I, I it got to a very real thing about high school, uh, at least I, as I remember it, which was that it was not like cliques competing with each other. It, it, it's not. It's not my my high school experience was nothing like Breakfast Club. Right. I like I I don't recognize I see that and I like kind of understand what they're doing, but it was nothing like that. It was much more fluid and people kind of you know uh, there were definitely people who didn't like each other and there were definitely clicks, but it wasn't uh, you know kind of stratified like that. I thought all of the the teen actors in this movie are fantastic. Absolutely. I mean I like I thought every I thought every performance was spot on, perfect, um, which is kind of rare in uh, in 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 these these movies. But like I thought everybody it was funny. Like it's and really it, funny, not I mean, fish out of water. Not, like, yeah, yeah. look, she can't go through a revolving door because oh, no. she's got what a is, sword. Oh, funny. what's that a reference to? Like, it's That's... actually funny. Would uh, so? Would you say we'll get there in a minute? Would you? Would we'll you say... get there okay. in a minute, Santino. Uh, the, I was, so there is one thing in it. So the movie is, as you said, inconsequential, but it does have one idea in it, and the idea is something that all three of us, as fathers of daughters that we love, I have a daughter I love, and. Uh, Come on! That was very deep. <laughs> that was very uh, as long as as long as the I other have, daughter is not I listening to the podcast. Two daughters I love. Um, it's a it joke, took me a honey. Seconds. Took it's me a couple a seconds. Yeah, we're not. I don't. I didn't want to laugh at that because I wasn't sure if this was just sad or. <laughs> I, I figured it out just a couple seconds the, later. The motivation for the vulture, who is never called the vulture, he's just never Adrian Toomes. His name is that's this guy's name. He is the owner of a small business, a salvage company who gets a big city contract, goes out, spends a lot of money to get his stuff ready to be able to handle the contract, and then is big-footed by the feds. And they come in and say, we're going to take over the cleanup of these... The Department of Damage Control. ...or right. scroll. Who, who are the... By, by, by well, no, it was Cagney the, uh, of Cagney no, and Lacey. It was, it was Ty the, Daly. Ty Daly. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, the, it was from the Avengers. It was the uh, yeah, invasion whoever, of the... the Chitauri. The Chitauri. Right. The Chitauri yeah. invasion. So they they come in, they put this guy out of business, and he is going to be wrecked. And all the guys who work for him, his crew, are going to be wrecked. Their family's going to be wrecked. His family's going to be wrecked. And he turns to arms dealing because it's the only thing he has. And when he's confronted by the end by by Peter Parker, uh, he says, what I'm doing is no different than what Stark did. Stark made his fortune by selling weapons so Mm -hmm. they could kill people. Like, you know, around the world, which is dead on, he is Absolutely yep. right. Yep. And Peter Parker says to him, how could you do this to your daughter? Because the, 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 
which I did not see coming, the reveal that the the girl was... Is that a spoiler alert? That's a pretty no? big spoiler, I think, because I didn't see that Everybody coming either. Everybody in the... Whatever. I didn't see that. I, I was actually I surprised. I was surprised. It's the first time I've been surprised wow. in a superhero movie in a long time. It was time. a Me wonderful too. reveal, and, and, and Peter says to him, how could you do this to her? And Toombs' response is, to her, I did this for her. And this is a response that every father of a daughter will absolutely understand trying to be a good provider and it's it's dead on but what's so what it's getting at the deeper point is the difference between being a boy and a man because peter as a boy cannot understand that Mm. he just even after he says it to him peter doesn't get it and and tombs as a man not only does get it but he offers to spare peter because he appreciates peter having saved her life but then at the very end when he gets sent to jail and he understands he protects peter's secret because he's not a monster and he understands parents taking care of their kids. And he also, but he's, he's also setting up, uh, he wants he wants to take the revenge. I mean, revenge it's not like he's... I, I don't get the sense that that's true, actually. Uh, I, I, I think the smile on Michael Keaton's face as he's walking into the prison is not a, like, oh, I'm helping out Peter. I'm such a good guy. No, like, uh, so I'm going to effing, effing kill that no, kid. No, that was I not was my read at all. I was like, nah. My read was, well, he's, he's, gonna is, be, he's protecting the kid because it's it's terrible. He wants to get out. He wants to go back to being a criminal and moving on with his life, I guess. But uh, but he is not going to I think this is wrong. killing Peter. That's... I, have you ever seen? A, yeah, maybe, maybe a, right. too deep. Uh, um, uh, I would say so. You, we we talk about this is it again. It's kind of an inconsequential film, not just thematically, but also stylistically. This is very much in the house MCU style of very straightforward film. Uh, very it looks like a million bucks though. It. I mean, it looks. It looks like the effects look the fight, almost practical. The, the the effects look good, but I mean, Spider Man looks like a rubber man jumping around. That's just kind of like what the character looks like. No, I'm, so I mean the tight, so but, when they have tight shots of him doing just Spider-Man-y stuff, mm-hmm. like when he is learning his power set and you're mm-hmm. sort of with him as he's crawling on ceilings, well, I would say that is as close yeah. to you will believe it's a good. man can fly no, it's good. as I've it's, ever seen. That's, that's all very good, but it's also all very like straightforward and like not particularly innovative or no, no, exciting. It's beautifully shot. What and I'm it, trying to get is this is a very competently yes. made movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I prefer a little bit of Flash myself, and this is why I found myself looking back to the Sam Raimi films and wanting that kind of like personal stamp on it. You know, the Sam Raimi movies, say what you will about them, even the third one, which is a bit of a, you know, gigantic train wreck, had moments of personality and style and like actual flourishes. Uh, my the best The best of these, of course, is in Spider-Man 2, the kind of... Doc Ock hospital horror scene where it's basically a Sam Raimi horror a Sam Raimi a f- movie a five, a five, a five minute Sam Raimi horror movie yes. in the middle of a you know two and a half hour Spider-Man movie by Sam Raimi and it is it is just like there's none of the Marvel movies has had anything like that and it, it there's a difference between creating a franchise that is a standalone Christopher Nolan does Batman Sam Raimi does Spider-Man thing and the franchise of the cinematic universe, which is Marvel has control over everything and wants it all to look the same. And I, I can, I, they both, they have their pluses and minuses, but I miss the, the auteurist franchise idea. There are editors who have those different viewpoints. Well, <laughs> whom we all know. Yeah. Victorino, what did you think? I, I liked it. Are you, are you okay to come back? Yes, we were trying to give you some time <laughs> off to rejuvenate. There, there's a bit of a come down uh, to get my voice back. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I sort of just, 
uh, I was amused by the number of, I think there's like more Asian actors in any superhero film since like uh, Wolverine. In Japan, <laughs> but it, yes. but it wasn't the racial it wasn't, bean counting that it, has gone on in this film. Yes, is. but I, I didn't think it was distracting. It's Queens or Bronx science or wherever. I mean, you're going to see that. That's what you can see. You know, it's not going to be Flash is not going to Flash is not going to be the six foot two, uh, you know, blonde haired, you know, football quarterback. Oh yeah, no, in you this get kind of school. This school doesn't have a football team. That's, you didn't I mean, see anything. Is, well, like they have that. a football field. Yeah, yeah, football field. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is a team without. It's like Thomas Jefferson, you know, TJI. Yeah, like yeah Their right. football team is comprised of kids who arrive fifteen eighty on their SATs. Yeah, right. And so I, I appreciated his his big fat buddy. Uh, Ned Jacob Batalon, who was also uh, who's great, who was a Filipino, uh, and of course you were talking about Tony Revolori. I thought it was great. The other thing is, um, outside of my GI Joe comic books, the only other sort of knowledge I had in comic books, certainly not with DC, but was Spider Man, and I was thrilled to see teasers for two other favorite villains of mine. Uh, one of <laughs> one of them, yes, thank you. If you again, if there was uh, if there was video, you'd see what Jonathan's doing. We're gonna be Facebook Live in two weeks. Oh, you're two gonna miss weeks this from one, now. But, uh, you will be able to do Facebook I Live to consume substandard. On might, an un- yeah, I wouldn't yes. I wouldn't promise that just yet. We'll see. Well, uh, unrelated to whatever gesture Jonathan was doing, uh, the shocker was uh, one of the villains played by oh the second one played by Bokeem Woodbine, yes. and I like that guy. Uh, you know where I said from Fargo. He was the okay. he was the the one of the, the big TV bads series? in the second season of Fargo. I was also going to say where did I just seen him recently? You know where I saw him uh, on the Rock, uh, the movie The Rock. Oh, <laughs> was one he of one of the, the he's one of the mercenaries? Yeah, yeah, but yeah like yeah. one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he he was great, and of course uh, whoever plays a scorpion, but I don't know Matt if Gergen. Yes, but I mean the the actor. Oh, uh, I don't know if he could carry you know as a villain because you need a big name villain. The scorpion was in this. Yeah, the scorpion. He's I the, guessed it in the end, but Sonny said he was earlier well, in the movie. So he's he's on the ferry scene. He's the guy with the scorpion tattoo on his neck. He and then at the end when Michael Keaton sees him in the jail, yeah, and the guy's like, "My friends call me the Scorpion." Oh, is that what he said? I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear it either, but I just saw his look. I said, "I bet you that guy's a scorpion for some reason." But I he was on the ferry. I'm I I seem to remember him being on the ferry. He okay. was part of like the weapons yeah. deal. Yeah. Oh, is he the guy who was yeah, buying yeah, the yeah, weapons? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, so I, I really enjoyed it. My son also really, really enjoyed it. He thought it was great. On a scale of one to ten, what did Michael think? I, I didn't give him a scale, but he would have said ten, I think. Uh, but Not five hundred. But his but his his mind is all muddled because he had also just seen uh Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. And so he saw that last night and just on a sort of tangent here, he said he doesn't know which one is better. Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. I said that's a common dilemma for lots of people. And for he, a nine-year-old kid, it's not even close. Yeah, right. right. Well, I think he he said he loved the Joker, but he said there's no question uh, that uh, Bane is definitely stronger, more powerful. But he he must prefer yeah. Spider-Man: Homecoming to both of them. I think right. for a nine-year-old kid, I have to ask. Him. Yeah. Again, it's a fun movie. It's fun, it's super yeah. fun. Again, we were talking about no penis jokes <laughs> in either the Dark Knight. No, movies. no, it's nothing like vastly that. Vastly inferior. Yes, uh, Marissa Tomei is amazing. She's fifty-two. And again, Why is I that th- amazing? What is amazing about her being 52, Vic? That's a good point, because there's lots of beautiful women of that age. I just you know. Oh, because of her looks. You're being luxist. Wow. I am being luxist. So uh, much sexism Sunny, in this room right uh, now. Did we talk about this in a previous episode, when you met Marissa Tomei? Yeah. I, I don't know if we talked about it, but... I, met, I remember? Tell, tell well, us I, about I her. her. I just How did, what was she wearing? I interviewed her for The Wrestler, yes. if I remember correctly. Um, uh, I didn't know it, she it was, was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassidy. She's, her name was Cassidy. She's uh, one of her finest performances. Uh, I well, I can't. Uh, oh, uh, she if, in the in the interview is so she, it's so all of these interviews take place on like the basements of hotels and the the rooms are always frigid. And she came in and was like, 
like sh- literally shivering like was was cold did you give her your coat i offered her my jacket and she said oh that's very nice now they're coming in with like a blanket and they brought a blanket in was this and happening was, we we it was that's inappropriate <laughs> the facebook inappropriate. live of this show is gonna be so great uh, yeah uh but anyway it was she kicks off her slippers no, she said and she nice. said let's go guys <laughs> she says that to all Sunny. of this is very inter- no i respect her as an actress she's fantastic she she this that. is all as very artist this is all very inappropriate i talked to her about her her uh her stage work she she really loves doing plays because she's a real actress and artist and you know this movie thing is just a way to she's very political to pay the bills to pay the bills uh anyway she's she's great she's very good in this movie uh tiny she's like oh, four foot ten yeah she's like all she's these small. actresses i mean yeah she yeah. she yeah like five foot 90 pounds yeah. you know mm-hmm. you don't have to be that way you know but because they, the actors are five foot four and 100 yes pounds. <laughs> no, they, exactly they all are right. tom cruise is like five That's two exactly right um okay do we have any other spider-man thoughts uh you, suit lady Karen, the suit lady oh, voice. Yes. I know. I, do you know? I oh, cheated. You I cheated. I didn't cheated. know at the time. I did cheat. Uh, but that was a very funny, by the way, because a little homage to the Tobey Maguire uh, moment when he's dangling upside down and he sees Liz and then the suit lady says, oh, now's the time to kiss her. Well, amusingly, also, Paul Bettany is the voice of... Of the Vision. Oh, yes. The Vision. And like the original well, Iron Vision. Man suit, Jarvis. Oh. Right. And Paul Bettany and Jennifer Who's Connelly Vision? are married, aren't they? Aren't oh. they? I did not know that. You maybe maybe look that maybe effort that real quick. I thought Jennifer, oh, but I thought they were married to uh, that Professor Nash from Princeton who went crazy. Oh, sorry, that was a beautiful mind. Get well, no, he's he's married. And Paul Bettany was in that too. No, she's married to she's married to the crazy part of his brain. <laughs> that's what that's. This is too much. Okay, I'm pretty sure I, I might I be think, wrong. I think, I, I, could be. I think we need to. So be, I have, yes, I have ahead, one Jane thing on. before we can move on. Please. I so I enjoyed the movie, and I was happy to see that it did well. Yeah. As I said, solid six and a half, maybe a seven. Three stars. Three three or four stars. There's one problem with it. When I went to IMDb to look up and learn some more things about this movie, I discovered the director. It's a man. Oh, wow. That's a problem. It's it's worse. He's white. Mm. I don't JVL firing know. up the base. I was not aware that we still lived in a country where they allowed this sort of thing to go on. You know, this is your white privilege talking. You get, you get, you see. You no, see I'm, one, I'm offended by it. One woman, I'm one woman director, and it triggers you, and you're, you're just so upset. So I will simply say, and I said this on Twitter when I got home from seeing it. Spider-Man, as a piece of film is incontrovertibly better made than Wonder Woman. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Period. The end. I would say of the comic book films released this year, the ranking would be Logan, Spider-Man Homecoming, Wonder Woman, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in that order. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Wonder Woman, but that sounds very reasonable to me. Yep. I mean, I, 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 know you, I know you think you're making some sort of big point here. JVO. Oh, the people on Twitter didn't like it when I said it. Well, people on Twitter don't like anything. It's it's just... JVO, do we yeah. have corrections? <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move All on right. from this. Corrections, additions, clarifications. I don't want to get yelled at by the people on Twitter. I get yelled at enough by the people on Twitter. Sonny, I'm gonna, yes, I'm going to guess you have zero Of course I have zero corrections. I'm never wrong. JVL, anything? I don't think I was wrong this about is crazy. last week. Me too. Nothing. Perfect. So, wow, that's a first... I guess After 34, 33 episodes. Yeah. Well, did know. we uh, 
was there ever like a wrestling trio that Mr. Perfect was part of? A three man tag is that would be. I feel like there was a there was definitely Kurt Hennig was, plus Scott Steiner plus Rick Steiner at some point. Maybe. Well, there was definitely a Kurt Hennig plus like Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Maybe didn't didn't they tag team for a while? Maybe I don't. know. I might be wrong. Mr. Perfect. Well, whatever. If there if there was a three man tag That's team. It. Based around Mr. Perfect, that would be us right now. We no corrections, and mm-hmm. we all saw the movie episode it's thirty-four. Like we, we are just professional. Yeah. You know, maybe we got to go on hiatus again. I just think <laughs> that we should not do another show. See I, you in September. Is, yeah. Spirit of the week. Uh, I brought this one. This is uh, really what uh, courtesy of. They sent this to me for free when uh, I, the vodka book, which is Woody Creek from Colorado, a hundred percent potato vodka. I think they only distill it once. That's why it has flavor to it. Uh, it's rather appropriate since earlier in the week it was the birthday of Eva Ekeblad, the Swedish scientist, who many credit for the first potato vodka. So skull to her, and uh, I think that's all the time we are giving to this episode. Yeah. Questions, comments, and complaints, compliments, tweet us at Victory Mattis at Sunny Bunch. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard under podcasts. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. And don't forget, the Substandard show notes might just be up on Friday at 11 a.m. Maybe. Un- until next time. <laughs> So we were talking about what led the day during Amazon Prime Day on Twitter was not Amazon Prime. It was sunny. Well, David Brooks's great column where he—it's he, actually a, a I like I actually like the column's idea that you basically have upper middle class parents pouring their resources into kids, and you have like kind of an invisible barrier that keeps uh, lower class kids from coming up because they're like unseen social rituals etc that uh that that um kind of get in the way but like the anecdote that he uses to describe this is is pretty perfect let me see if i can just pull it up here on my phone uh Here's David Brooks. Recently, I took a friend with only a high school degree to lunch. Insensitively, I led her into a gourmet sandwich shop. Suddenly, I saw her face freeze up as she was confronted with sandwiches named Pedrino and Pomodoro, and ingredients like Soprasada and Capicolo and Striata Baguette. See, I am actually, like, this is this is sunny again. I'm actually not great at this stuff either, but I'm able to fake it because of my upper middle class uh, upbringing. Uh, anyway, back to Brooks. Uh, I quickly asked her if she wanted to go somewhere else, and she anxiously nodded yes, and we ate Mexican. Now, everyone is, of course, making uh, fun on, on uh, of Brooks on Twitter for this, and, and frankly, though, I was pretty sympathetic to it because I go into a sandwich shop, and I'm like, wow, pastrami. Swiss cheese. <laughs> what is this? What's it? sprouts? Sprouts on a sandwich. I don't understand what's happening. And I actually went to college, so I'm very, you know, I'm sympathetic. The discrepancy, though, has nothing to me. For me, in my opinion, the discrepancy has nothing to do with degree, but rather where you are from. It's a regional discrepancy. If you're from Jersey, <laughs> up in New Jersey, my guys, the guys my who work buddies, construction up there, exactly, they're, they, they're fine with that. They know what capicol is. They know what pomodoro. You know, they know what that stuff is, and 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 soprasad. They know what that is, and and so. Mozzarella. Uh, uh, you know what? That's offensive. But the. Uh, <laughs> 
and, and, Why are you using that voice? Yeah, so why does that sound? But they wouldn't say because Capicolo. they're they're gangsters. Yeah, but they wouldn't say Capicolo. They say Gabagool. They'd say Gabagool. You know, and so that was it. Was strange that he said insensitive too. But also the other thing is that Chipotle. I look at stuff there, and some of the stuff that I, I don't understand what that stuff Sofritas. is. Sofritas. Thank you. See, what is that? I don't. Know. I don't Sofritas? know. Sofritas. I would never get those. They're, they're the only thing to order. Oh, is it see, soy? J- JVL knows. Yeah. Is it soy? Oh. Sofritas is the soy stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't no, like no, to soy. eat your murder meat. Yeah. Murder oh meat. Oh my gosh. It's a. Uh, this is an amazing thing for David, who I love. <laughs> yeah. I love David, and he's. I think he's Bobo's in Paradise great. is one of like the five like actually good pop sociology I, yes. books in the last twenty years but or I, so. I, I, I think, think it's great. I think in but... David's. I think in David's mind, he's thinking of the scene in Crocodile Dundee where the obnoxious uh, newspaper guy. And his uh, pseudo girlfriend, he brings Dave, he brings he brings Crocodile Dundee into the uh, fancy Italian That's restaurant. Not a knife. Yeah, Is that right. Scene? No, before that, but he brings him yeah. into the fancy Italian restaurant to embarrass him. And Crocodile Dundee can't read the menu. You know, it's an Italian, and the guy's. That's what he's imagining. And and again, had uh, had David said Grana, I don't know. A Grana annoys me, and I see that popping up on menus all the time. So isn't it just kind of cheese? See. JVL. I went, JVL, you must have went to Hopkins. I went to. Like, <laughs> I went to. Yeah, a, what time is it? Fifty-seven oh five. You're the one who's got to bleep it out. You know what? I won't do it. It's yeah. too much work it's now. That much much now that you're ready to get, go after yourself. Uh, I mean, I just look. I went to a restaurant and they were like provolone, and I'm like, what is this? What is provolone? Are the are there oh, kinds of salami? I thought salami. so. Salami, I thought was Italian. Like, so what's what? Genoa? What? I'm sure it's fine. 